0: Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. This was a great move to fire Bill O'Brien, but something else had to happen they have always given him way too much power he ain't one.
1: this man needed to really go
0: COVID is a don't let smooth taste fool you you'll be on a gurney in a hallway someday and where that is terrible been a bad boy Bill but now you lost your gig yeah, inherently I've been saying the longest that you, you have a franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson just didn't have a franchise head coach or a GM you can't stop the running you can't stop the pass <laughs> I look at Baker Mayfield every time I turn on TV the guy's doing another commercial. Bro, have you made the playoffs
1: recently? Big, 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 big problem. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region.
2: Let it go out
1: there today, baby. Three, two, one. And once nine, again, eight. our mighty ship is back on
0: course. Welcome to the Sports Talk with
3: Devin Wade podcast. Oh! Mama, there
0: goes
1: that man. You
0: know, oh. ladies and gentlemen, star of our show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Thursday edition of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad that you are back. Hopefully you are enjoying the two podcasts a week. And, hey, we are continuing to do exciting things, and we are glad to have you aboard. And if this is your first time aboard, we have to remind you guys, go to the uh, wadesworthproductions.com website. Go to wagewordproductions.com and subscribe to the email list so you can get all of the information periodically, not once a week, not every day. I'm not going to bombard you. Uh, From time to time, we send out information so you'll know what's going on with us. That's a great way to be interactive. In addition to that, you can uh, always call 24 hours a day, 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. And of course, you can hit us up on social media at Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group the group is actually the most interactive that's where we do most of the stuff and of course you can hit me up on Twitter at Wade's Word but again sports line is what I really like to hear from you guys on 832-941-6614 leave a message 24 hours a day and you could be on the very next podcast so this time out we have some headlines for you we have a why we kneel featuring kalina and then i'm gonna tell you who's gonna have a good day this weekend that's one of our thursday segments then we're gonna take a time out and hear some music from terry donald and again i'll tell you how to submit your music and have your music heard on the podcast then we'll do a little bit of brand new and a conversation with king t terrence harris from the houston defender we'll have a chance to hear from him and then of course. We have a Lamont Award And you're not going to want to miss this one Because the Lamont Award recipient gets a bonus recognition he gets He gets extra credit for being the Lamont So you'll have to check that out towards the end of the program And of course before I let go So all of those things and more coming up So right now let's not hesitate Let's get into some Headlines in headlines because this is a late thursday edition had a chance to see the astros win the astros win the astros win in the al divisional series they win that one three games to one over the oakland a's and now they await the winner of the yankees tampa bay rays series for the american league championship series can you believe that and they call them the most hated team in baseball. Maybe they are, but I'm—I love it. I love it. And they are doing their thing. It's improbable with all of the injuries this team has had, but they continue to have big bats. Those bats have stepped up in a major way in the postseason. And uh, Presley was a little scary there in the, this afternoon, but they ended up winning this one, 11 to six. And boy, what a relief it is! And it's just been a fun fun ride it's uh i mean obviously with everything going on it's a weird weird year but this is sort of redemption for them this is sort of saying look we didn't need all of that i mean i can I, I don't want to do that no let me let me stop myself in my tracks because had they not won i would have said well hey this is no indication Because of the injuries this season, but in spite of the injuries, in spite of everything that's going on, this team continues to win with a new manager, with a lot of young new players. I think Dusty Baker and the coaching staff has done a really phenomenal job, especially in the postseason. Because again, remember they finished the regular season two games under 500. Now we'll have an opportunity to see somebody from the East. We'll have a chance to see either the Yankees or the Tampa Bay Rays. Yankees win tonight, so that'll tell you where we are in the evening but uh, a lot going on Uh, nfl football is going on for now the Denver Broncos-New England Patriots game in Foxborough has been postponed to 4 p.m. on Monday. That joins the Buffalo-Tennessee game, which is scheduled now for Tuesday at 6 p.m. So, again, now there are two Monday night games, which the regularly scheduled Monday night game, the Chargers at New Orleans, and now Denver at New England. That is a afternoon football game on Monday, a Monday afternoon football game, 4 p.m start for buffalo trying to help tennessee resume their season that game starts at 6 p.m so a really really rough situation for the nfl and we'll have to see how it goes moving forward this is going to be a rough rough situation rough situation to get these games uh, underway for, for the entire season. Stefan Gilmore tested positive for COVID and was all up in Pat Mahomes face. So far, no other Patriots have tested positive, no other uh, no Kansas City Chiefs have tested positive, uh, but again, you have more Titans ending up uh, testing positive. It's, it's going to be rough. A Oakland, I'm an Oakland Raider. A Los Angeles Ra- uh, Las Vegas Raider, if I can say it right. A Las Vegas Raider tested positive. So it's going to be a rough, rough ride for the NFL. And, you know, they have been so positive and so steadfast that you started to believe that maybe, just maybe, we could ignore reality. It's almost like if you were a forever Trumper and you said, oh, man, this is a hoax. COVID is a hoax until your fearless cult leader ended up with COVID. I'll have a comment or two on the debates in the brand new segment a little bit later on, but I'm just saying we thought we could get through this and it's not working out. It's not working out and I'm holding on, holding out hope. And let's see what Roger Goodell and the Players' Union can come up with if they have to make some extreme modifications or some extreme accommodations to try to make this season a go. It's been fun, but I tell you what, I have Direct TV on speed dial. I want my damn money back if this doesn't go all the way through. If you don't play all of those games on Sunday, I want my damn money back. So I'm just telling you guys in advance, I'm going to have some issues with direct TV because I'm going to want a rebate. You know, or take it off next year. I don't know, but I really I would rather have my bills, uh, my rebate this year. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But that's a a big time, big time issue. Uh, Also, the NBA Finals game five of the NBA Finals tomorrow night, and I'm saying it's a done deal. I I, I think it'll be over with, and they're already starting the debates between LeBron and Jordan. It is nauseating. It is just made for TV. Uh, crap. (laughs) I mean, mean, these, and I I just, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get into, to that discussion because again, I've already made it clear that LeBron can do nothing, nothing to surpass Michael Jordan in my eyes. So I just think it's a different league now. He's the beneficiary of a Eastern conference for the duration of his career. That was not very good. And now that he's in the West, it just coincides with the departure of Kevin Durant and with the the injuries and the disarray because of those injuries of the Golden State Warriors and in the midst of – A global pandemic which altered the course of history in the NBA, whether he or you all will acknowledge it or not. So we'll have to see what happens with that. The NFL, uh, looking at the games on the field, obviously the city of Houston still basking in the glory of Bob McNair being fired. And now (laughs) J.J. Watt has come out to J.J. Watt. He and J.J. Watt. Uh, and we alluded to this several times in Tuesday's episode that something else must have happened. Well, apparently. Bill O'Brien, and defensive coordinator and former player of his, well, I don't know if he played for him. He may have, but I know he's a former Texan. Anthony Weaver, the defensive coordinator, had a a yelling match. So did J.J. He and J.J. had a yelling match. And I'm so glad it was J.J. he had the yelling match with, not Deshaun, because then they would have said, oh, Deshaun Watson is a coach killer. He's this, he's that, he's a diva. But what are you going to say about the face of the franchise when it's J.J. Watt? And – and again, J.J. is kind of, I will say this, he's reading the room pretty good because his first statements. To the public and to the media, he talked about sort of regaining that relationship with the fans. He knows, he knows the, Houston, uh, the city of Houston didn't give a damn about Bill O'Brien, didn't like him. There was a, what he said was a disconnect. you damn right it was a disconnect. Nobody liked the way he rode. He was not a Houston guy. Now, I don't know how to define what a Houston guy is, but he was a Northeast guy. He's a Philly guy. He's a Chicago, New York guy. I want to, uh, we're not dealing with all of that. You know, all that foolishness and that, you know, you better bring some championships if you want to be sort of a rude curmudgeon. You know, that's, you can't do that. And you eking out division wins in the weakest division in the NFL. So, again, I'm not. Weeping for Bill O'Brien and the least Romeo Cornell takes over as the interim coach. And, again, I think he's a calming presence. And I had a chance to watch the documentary about him, well, about the two Bills, Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells and their relationship and their coaching staff and Romeo Cornell being on those coaching staffs. And, I mean, he – Romeo is not in it. I mean, he's at the end of his coaching career. And he really was like a consultant he I don't he's not trying to do that he he's not trying to be here for four or five years I don't think I I think that again if he can just go back to being an advisor or something in next year but again I don't know I can't really speak for him but I don't think that he is in it for the long haul to be the head coach I think he'll hold it down this year and uh and, and ease this thing through and I think that this team will win some games so that's what's going on. Give me your thoughts on that. 832-941-6614. Saw something interesting. And you don't think about it with everything that's going on with COVID. But in the city of Houston, A.J. Hinch, uh, Mike D'Antoni, and now Bill O'Brien all gone in the span of of uh, of nine months so brand new start for these franchises as the Rockets continue their search for a head coach so a lot of other things going on but it's really about uh, COVID it's about a number of things that we'll get into and uh, we'll talk about who's going to have a good day this weekend but first on Thursdays we do a segment with our very own Kalina from the special teams unit and uh, we acknowledge those who have been victims of racial injustice and police brutality it's a segment that we call Why We Kneel. Feeling the chilling moments you know, that I led to a police look. officer wow. shooting now. me ultimately is wow. to bring Please, awareness officer, and make people
1: you just did this Colin Kaepernick
0: you kneeling to protest social to him, injustice and police yet unsigned by He's
1: any said, get NFL get that son team. Of a field right now. fired!
3: Why we kneel.
2: Officer Keith Holmes pulled over DeMarcus Seymour for a traffic violation in April 2016. Seymour was reportedly going 45 miles per hour and in a 25 miles per hour zone. According to the officers, Seymour was initially uncooperative in pulling over and giving identification before eventually complying. A second officer, Sergeant Brian McNott, arrived while Holmes was with Seymour. Holmes smelled marijuana coming from inside the car. When McNaught opened the passenger door, Seymour drove off to flee, knocking Holmes over and leaving McNaught halfway inside Seymour's car. Officer Holmes feared for McNaught's life and fired upon the car. Seymour then fled by foot. As he ran away from the car, McNaught fired his weapon, killing Seymour. A cell phone, previously thought to be a gun, was found in Seymour's hands. Neither McNaught nor Holmes faced any criminal charges. 20-year-old DeMarcus was a former quarterback, described as warm and infectious, and was working on his rapping career. DeMarcus is why we kneel
0: want to thank kalina for why we kneel that's a segment that we'll be running every thursday during the fall it's our way of recognizing those victims of police injustice and police brutality who have inspired the athletes of today and and those around the world to fight against injustice and and fight for equality in the justice system and uh, just really have started this movement and that's our way of saying their names and keeping their names alive. So we really appreciate her for that. That was her idea and we run those each and every Thursday. If you have comments on that 832-941-6614 Now I want to look forward to action in the NBA and the NFL and I'm going to tell you who's going to have a good day but before we get into who's going to have a good day, let's talk about what, what I said last week. So Last week, I picked the Rams over the Giants. Check. I picked the Cowboys over Cleveland. That was a big time X. I picked Indy over Chicago, got that right. Kansas City over New England. And my upset special was the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the San Francisco 49ers. So I got that one right as well. So this week, for my teams, uh, for last week, for the teams that I had having a good day, I was 4 1. I'm 12 3 overall. I'm keeping score for you guys so you don't have to. 12 3 in this segment uh, so far this season. And i'm two and one on my upset specials now a little bit more complicated for the players i thought deshaun watson would have a good day and he did but he lost so that's that's a big x he did have his 300 yards two touchdowns but he needed about 305. He need about five more yards and another touchdown to have had a really good day and get the win, but they did not get the win so he did not have a good day in my book because you got to win. Bottom line, scoreboard, you got to win. Aaron Rodgers, I picked him to have a good day. He did. 327 yards, four touchdowns, so I was right about that. Nick Chubb, boy, he had a rough day. He had an injury early in the Cowboys game and he'll be out for about six weeks, so that's a big X on that one. And Dalvin, cook i said would have a good day he did now he had 27 carries for 130 yards and two touchdowns and finally i had russell wilson and he uh, had a good day against miami on the road 360 yards two touchdowns he's the real mvp this season he's keeping it rolling so uh, for the season i have eight and a half players that i've had said had, would have a good day and i got those right and i've had five and a half that have not had such good days so with that Moving forward, let's talk about who is going to have a good day this week. When you talk about teams that are going to have a good day, I reluctantly but appropriately give the Los Angeles Lakers a good day. I will say they'll have a good day in Game 5 of the NBA Finals, and I think they'll clinch it there. I don't think it'll go any further. They'll have a good day. So while we only... Usually, talk about football in the NFL. Uh, You have to give props to the Los Angeles Lakers on this uh, NBA Cup. Uh, It's an NBA title, but I call it an NBA Cup. The Houston Texans, with Romeo Cornell uh, at the helm, relieved that they have the tyrant out of the building. They will step up and win their first game of the season at home versus Jacksonville. They probably would have won with Bill O'Brien, but they'll definitely have a good day with Romeo Cornell leading the way. The Saints will have a good day over the Los Angeles Chargers. They'll keep it rolling. And Los Angeles Rams will have a good day over Kyle Allen, the new starting quarterback for the Washington football team. And the Rams will move to 4-1 and on the season. And my upset special, the Indianapolis Colts will keep it going over the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, just when you think they got it right, the Indianapolis Colts are going to show them, hey, they're going to have a good day against the Browns. When you talk about players that are going to have a good day, if the Lakers are going to win the championship, you have to say LeBron is going to be the MVP. He's going to have a good day in Game 5, and he'll win his next ring. Robbie Anderson for the Carolina Panthers. On the season, he already has 28 receptions for 377 yards. He's going against an awful defense in the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to have a good day. Ezekiel Elliott will finally get a number of carries. I think that they will try to keep that defense off the field, and I think that They will have a good day because they'll get off to an early lead against the Giants, and he will finally have a good day. The Steelers' defense, I say players, I can name four or five players on that defense, but the Steelers' defense is going to have a good day this weekend against their in-state rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. And finally, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a good day. He has already 39 receptions, 397 yards, and a touchdown. All of those fellas and teams will have a good day. Good day this weekend. With that, going to take a time out, here. word from our sponsor, and get some music on by artist Terry Donald, What God Has Done, and I'll tell you how to have your music played on this podcast. And, of course, in the second half, we have our conversation with Terrence Harris. We have the Lamont Award. And before I let go and a whole lot more, this is the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast. Podcast. Wonderful music by Terry Donald. T E R R I E. Donald D O N A L D. You can find her on Facebook and there you can find where you can purchase her latest music. And if you want your music heard on the podcast, you can submit your music. It doesn't matter the genre at music at wades, word So just email us music at wades, word The genre doesn't matter. We want it to be radio edit or close to radio edit. And you can have a snippet of your song. Played at the halfway point And an extended portion of a mix Or an entire song at the end Of the program So that is a way that you can be heard By thousands of folks So that is definitely a wonderful, wonderful thing Our resident DJ, DJ Anarchy Usually holds it down He'll be back Tuesday, I suspect But if you have music, feel free to send it in to us With that, let's get into what's Brand new Brand
1: new, brand new, brand new
0: In the brand new segment, I talk about things in the news, It's sort of my way of venting. I used to put this at the beginning, but I said, well, let me just put it back here a little bit before we get into our conversation. Usually, I'd play before we do our interviews and our conversations, and we sure do have Terrence Harris coming up in just a second. But first, a lot going on. The vice presidential debates last night, sort of, it really was subdued, and I appreciate that. What I don't appreciate, I just don't appreciate just the straight out lie. Like, But again, if you watch this every day, if you read this every day, you know what's what, and that really did nothing to move the needle. I think uh, the fly is the only thing that got a lot of love. If you don't know, if you didn't watch, there was a fly that stayed on Mike Pence's head, his white hair, uh, a fly was on his hair, for more than two minutes. So yeah, that got a lot of attention. If you don't watch these things, you can always go to Twitter and find the most hilarious takes. Sometimes some scary stuff is on there. Sometimes some some vile and inappropriate things are on there. But, yeah. And, so, and of course, I don't know what's going on at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue right now. It doesn't seem, um, let's see, logical. <laughs> it doesn't seem rational. But I, what's new about that? But it, we'll have to see. His recovery seems to be going well, I guess, from COVID. I, I don't know. And then we find out that there was a a militia plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Now, okay, this was a very serious thing my question is this what's the end game like where are you going with this do you have a governor that you think that you're going to install that's gonna take over i mean like what is what is like is the official song of michigan gonna be like leonard skinner or something i mean i don't know kid rock i guess i mean what what do you like the official drink like there will be jack daniels coming out of every water fountain which would probably be safer than what's happening in Flint, Michigan with their water situation that doesn't get nearly enough attention when you think about an American city with poisonous water that is harming the the general public for years now. Yeah, that doesn't get nearly but I mean I just I don't, I don't understand like what okay how obviously you thought this out and the FBI investigated. And it was very, very elaborate what you had planned. But I, I'm, what's the end game? So you get her, you kidnap her. I, do you, I, I don't guess you're gonna do away with it. what. But okay, so whatever you do with her, what's the end game? Like, like what are you doing? Like, it is who who's gonna be the governor? How, how, in in the rest of America, I guess the federal government is just gonna look the other way on this. I mean, you really think like Trump is going to roll in and be like, yep, you did the right thing. D- do you think that that was how that was going to go? I just don't know what is wrong with the world. It makes me want to seek religion or refuge somewhere because this is crazy, man. A militia trying to and wants to wanted to overthrow several state governments. W- w- I just w- what's your end game? Like, how are you where are you going with this? You can now seriously, you could do a lot of damage to a person or a number of persons in the state government, you can do some damage. The question is wh- who's going to govern? Like, what do you, what are your plans? What's your fiscal? Like, why don't you, what's your platform? So are you, we're going to make sure that no one wears masks? It's against the law to wear masks mask. Now, what the f- man, what are y'all doing? What are you doing? And how did you get this deep in the zone? How did you get this far gone? What happened? Is this all a result of manufacturing jobs going away? Are we that deep because of that? I don't know, man. It's sad and uh, scary. But right now, let's shift gears to a more uplifting conversation with our guy, King T, Terrence Harris of the Houston Defender. King T is back again. Back again is our guy, Terrence Harris. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Great. Uh, Been a a tumultuous week around, well, around the country. But in Houston, in the football sphere, the Texans fire Bill O'Brien. And it couldn't have come soon enough for me. What's your take on what's going on with the Texans over there on Kirby?
3: Well, you know, it's exactly what I suspected. This is this has a lot more to do with a lot of other things other than an zero and four start. There's a lot that's been going on over and in, in, uh, in, you know in that building and at that facility that I think a lot of people obviously weren't privy to that led to to all of this happening and happening when it did because the timing of it is curious at best. Zero and four. I mean, they had one of the toughest and most impossible starts to the season that I think anybody could have had. I think and the, only, the only loss that you could really look at them and say was a bad loss, to be honest with you at this point, would have been Minnesota. Those first three losses, I mean, those were, I, I think anybody looking at the schedule, had to understand that if it was going to be anything other than 0-3, it probably would have been very lucky for them. So so with that being said, I mean, I, I, it had to be deeper than that. And so now you're starting to hear, you know, that I think some of the players have start, started to lose trust in him as, as a coach. I mean, and, and he has started to make some decisions that were really bad. Him and J.J. Watt got into it apparently last week. Anthony Weaver and him got into it, and maybe a whole bunch of other players at some point because I think they were just kind of tired of how things are going
0: well and i think that a lot of players probably felt that way in the past but didn't have you didn't have anyone to turn to you didn't have a gm to turn to you didn't have a owner you can go to and say hey man this is a problem and so finally it takes the biggest name on your team it takes the face of the franchise to to have a run-in with him and then they say well are there other players revolting i think this is i mean he's an old school coach without the pelts on the wall he hadn't won anything. Like you can be the hard nosed coach if you're Bill Belichick. You you have done you have your Super Bowl trophies. If you're Bill O'Brien, you can't get away with all of that stuff for very long. And what what do you think about the ownership group and and Cal McNair finally pulling the trigger here?
3: Well, I mean, I I, like I said. I mean, it's the the timing of it is curious at best. I like Romeo. I think you know Romeo's a good coach, uh, and, and it sounds like the guys really like Romeo. So. Maybe this this could be good. But I mean, like I said, you just there was no need to do this now. If you didn't do it before the season, you might as well have waited to after the season because it's not like you really gotta please the fans right now because they're not in the stadium anyways. Well and for the most part. Right. The only so.
0: the only reason why I said that, that might it may be a good time now is if you look around that division, you have Tennessee who probably won't play for another week. We don't know what's gonna happen with the COVID situation. But then you, you feel like, well, we have all our division games ahead of us. Maybe we can get back in this thing if, if and unless there was just so much turmoil. I mean, I would imagine there had to be a lot of turmoil for them to pull the trigger at this point, like you said.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, and I think with the with the players are looking at, and this is why it's also a bad idea to ever have your coach be the GM too. And why why Big Nair thought that this was a good idea, especially for a coach who really hadn't won anything yet. If you're John Harbaugh, right? Maybe because John Harbaugh's won a lot, you know. You're, or or some other coaches maybe, you know. Like if Sean Payton all of a sudden one day said, "I want to be my coach and general manager," but not this guy. And so what it was is, I mean, he made too many hard decisions on good players. I mean, and, and, and they seemed like unfair decisions. And I think the players got tired of that. I mean, look at what they did. They they took a great receiver, dynamic receiver, a really kind of once-in-a-lifetime type receiver. I mean, you don't get this guy every This guy doesn't show up in the draft every year. And you trade him for nothing, basically. And this guy's in, in, in Arizona blowing up. And then the guy that you sent us in return, I mean, what is he averaging like 3.8 yards a, a, a carry or something like that? And really just not amounting to anything. I mean, you look at the, at the Clowney situation. You look at Dwayne Brown. I mean, you know, the, the guys that this guy has given up it just didn't make sense to these players. I think finally they just had enough. You're not giving us what we really need to win
0: well and i think the players probably felt like that and i and since all of this has happened i've done sort of delved into uh doing forensics on this team and offensively honestly through the first four games of this year they're a little bit better than they were in the first four games last year last year uh, they averaged 19 and a half points per game through the first four this year they're averaging 20 the difference is that defense has performed so poorly and to your point You make the trades, but you get nothing in return. You don't get comparable value, and because of the Dwayne Brown trade, now all of a sudden you have to overpay, give away too much to get a Larry McTunzel to to address the left tackle position. So, yeah, from that standpoint, as a GM, he's just been
3: really, really horrible. Yeah, he was was horrible. He was beyond horrible. I mean, and this team can't even get itself right for a number of years now because of this. You can't improve through the draft right now because you don't have any draft picks because you've given them up for a left tackle that you, you know, like you said, you also have had to overpay. I mean, keep in mind, because of the situation that Laramie Tunsil found himself in at the end of the season once the season was over, he was sitting in the driver's seat, man, smiling because you had given up so much and he still could have walked. People don't understand that he could have walked. He could have said, you know something? I'm out for the for the, for the next best price, so they he could name his money. He could name what he wanted, and he got it. Right? <laughs> and I don't know that he's. I, and I don't know that he's worthy of that. I mean, here's a guy who's one of the most penalized uh, offensive linemen in the league.
0: Well, and looking at it, I know he's considered in the top ten of left tackles in the league, somewhere around seven or eight, as it pertains to being the left tackle. But again, he had him over a barrel where he could name his price. Now, again, even if you look at the situation, say you're gonna you get rid of Hopkins because you know you're not gonna pay him twenty seven million dollars a year, and you know you have to pay Will Fuller. Because Will Fuller, his contract expires after this year, and it seems like they're in love with him, and he's making 11 million now, close to 11 million now. You're gonna have to pay this guy 15 to 17 million dollars a year, easy. Or he'll walk. So, so now the organization has a, a, a put in a position where now you really are going to probably have to overpay for Will Fuller. But then you didn't get anything in return. And David Johnson's contract is a horrible contract. So not only is he not productive, he doesn't give you what you need on the field. Uh, he is a bad cap hit for you. A
3: horrible cap hit. I mean, and, and honestly, if they're smart, I don't pay Will Fuller either. I'm sorry. He doesn't stay on the field enough for me to to pay him any money, really.
0: Yeah, that's a tough decision for them. I yeah, don't know what
3: not, no, I don't think it's a tough decision at all. He will be Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks one of his biggest problems is that the dude can't stay on the field. That's why he's been on so many teams in such a short span of time. It's not that he he's not a good receiver, but you can't count on him. And so you can't really pay a guy like that. I'm not paying Will Fuller. I'm sorry.
0: And that'll be a decision the organization will have to make. Let's talk about moving forward this year. Because on the field, your talent is competitive in this division. You can still, and especially with this turmoil that Tennessee is going through, and they may have some kind of weird, contorted – I mean, we've already seen them having to move their schedule around and make it work. What do you think about them competing in this division?
3: Well, I mean, they can still compete in this division. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think that they were gonna compete in this division whether Bill O'Brien is there or not. I think that they have enough talent to still be strong in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody got better, you know, talent wise than them. I mean I, I just don't I don't think Indiana Phillip Rivers don't get don't do it for me. So no, I mean and, and I don't think, you know, Tennessee Got better necessarily. I mean, you know, they, they may have gotten a little bit better here and there, but I think overall the Texans are still have have a better, more talented team. So I think that the the rest of the season was still out in front of them, and it's still going to be. They could definitely still. I mean, hell, they could end up still winning it. Right, believe well, it or not, it in my much. in my mind, I mean, so you know, even even winning the division
0: or winning what? What do you mean win win the division? You saying?
3: Yeah, yeah, winning the division. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're. What we do know about these guys right now is they are not—they're not, they're not a, a top two team or top three teams in the AFC at all overall. But I think that you know the, the, the AFC South is probably the weakest division of them all right now, and so they can win—they win the AFC South, I think.
0: Yeah, the problem is, and if you look at what they've done so far defensively, being the last team in the NFL, the 32nd-ranked team against the run, now you know you have to go up against Derrick Henry a couple times. And like I said, Indianapolis, they're getting through it, but they, they've they lost Mar- Marlon Mack, and you wonder how long Phillip Rivers can continue to play well because he's playing well, and that team is playing well, and so you, you have to wonder about those sorts of things. But by and large, they have to address – whatever's going on on the defensive side of the football and stopping the run because they're just not doing that at all and if you can't stop the run you just you're wide open and then a guy like Kirk Cousins can come and beat you let let me go I-45 because I thought about you this weekend Yep, your Cleveland Browns put up 49 points and I'm like Dallas allowed the I will say this and you've said this and we've heard a lot of people say this their roster they have Key positions where they have some superstars. What are your what's your take on the Cleveland Browns winning uh, in, in uh, Jerry World last weekend? Uh, I,
3: I knew it was going to happen. I mean, let, let's let's be clear about that. I I knew that was going to happen. It did not surprise me not at all. I mean, you know, I mean because of the record and that kind of the history of the Browns, the recent history of the Browns it's easy to look at them as afterthoughts, right? But when you look at the talent with Landry, with, with, with OBJ, we got two running backs that are two two star running, starting running backs probably pretty much anywhere else in the NFL right now. I mean, you know, you got the two best backs in the league, I, I feel like, and they're, on my t- and, and they're on one team, and Kareem Hunt and, and, and Nick Chubb, and right now Chubb is hurt. He'll be out about six and, weeks. And, 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 and I guarantee you they're not going to miss a beat. Because the thing that you know, if you know anything about Kareem Hunt, you know that the more you feed him, the better he gets, it, you know, as that game continues to go on. So you got a, a quality running game, you know, you got a, a quarterback who's who's still young and still learning, but at the same time, I mean, he he can be accurate. He, he's, for the most part, making good decisions. Uh, You got a defense that that certainly has some issues, but they can get key stops when they need them sometimes, and so that and that's sometimes what you 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 gotta have, and that's sometimes the best you can hope for. But I mean, they they're just I mean, right now I think when you look at just offensive football, period, right now in the NFL, offensive football is so far ahead of these these defenses all across the league. I mean, so it's not really unique to any of these teams right now to have some defensive issues. I mean, you know, this is just kind of where the game is and it's going to probably be this way for a little minute until defensive coordinators can kind of catch up to what's going on.
0: Well, we have seen COVID in, sort of enter the picture in a more prominent way and now yeah. we have some major problems. Now you have a situation where Stefan Gilmore tests positive for COVID and in the postgame, he was all in Pat Mahomes' face. We've seen Cam Newton have to sit out at least a game I, I, and, and I'm interested to see how soon they'll let these guys come back onto the field after the diagnosis and, and I, I mean i obviously it depends on if they're testing positive or negative or uh, whatever but it'll be interesting to see how that comes into the into play but in that division with the cleveland browns you've seen pittsburgh sort of their whole situation has been disrupted and i don't think that that has done the steelers any favors what are your thoughts about COVID interrupting uh, the nfl
3: well, all I can say is, what do we expect? I mean, did did we? I mean, all of this I expected. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm just wondering why it hasn't been worse than what it than what it's been so far. I mean, you know, these players are all in close contact with each other. It's impossible to 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 really control. I mean, you know, then these guys, unlike the like the bubble situation, worked because they controlled everything about those players and their movements. You can't do that with the n f l these guys are going home to people they're they're around people who may or may not have this infection also, and you don't know it, so you can't control so this is going and then you come into these locker rooms and you're you're out on the playing field I mean you're bumping up against these guys, you're breathing on people uh you know you can't control this this is a problem i mean these n f l players probably really should have said no to this season. To be completely honest, because I think that it's it's only going to get worse, Devin, and it's going, you know, and this this is going to continue to happen, and it's going to be a league wide problem. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I mean, you cannot control this in that football environment.
0: So let me ask you this: if you're managing, if you're Roger Goodell are you looking at a situation where maybe you'll say Let, let's let's take a timeout for two weeks Let, let's sort of reset and then refocus and uh, and extend the season or do you play less games just generally without knowing because we don't know what's coming but generally how would you try to navigate uh, these issues would you because and in my opinion I would just extend the season you you own the stadiums you can play until March or april even if you wanted to you can extend the season as long as you want to i think that's i think the extension is better than playing fewer games or uneven an uneven amount of games what do you think
3: well i think that what they i think they're stuck in a bad situation because i mean like you're saying just extend the season or whatever but here's the problem i mean you know you the players union would have to agree to that as well i mean Roger Goodell can't just say, "Hey, I'm gonna extend the season." I mean, this will be a part of negotiations. I mean, and so, you know, is is you know, do do the players think that this is a good idea to to do it that way? Do they want to extend their season, you know, into into possibly March? My 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 guess is probably no. And then the NFL and their calendar and how they're so so stuck on their calendar. I mean, you know, you have, you know, the Pro Bowl, Super Bowl. Then you have the, the the combine, and all of a sudden now they're in really they're they're really into draft mode at that point. So do you want to do anything to interfere with that calendar that the NFL is so married to? Uh, so there's a, there are a lot of variables to this. I think that you know it's kind of like one of those things. It's, it's like you 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 ventured into a dark tunnel, right? You just got to keep moving because you can't go backwards.
0: So would you be okay if there, if say, Pittsburgh plays one fewer game than everybody else in that division? How, how do how would you navigate that, or, or is it important that everybody play the same amount of games?
3: You may have to, you know, use some other kind of funny math and some and, and other kinds of little measurements or metrics to 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 make a true determination. But I mean, I, I don't think I mean, maybe you because you know you should have. I think each team should have. Is it two buys, two bye weeks? Yeah, I don't. So, I, I know they
0: set up the schedule a little bit different this time because of, uh, of, of you yeah, yeah. trying to prepare. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, so you know, you you may have to play in your bye week or something like that. I mean, there there are things that they can do. I mean, keep in mind, with the NFL. I mean, they're not a buff saying, okay, you know, let's. You know, let's play if a Sunday Monday kind of thing if we need to, or we need to play a, a, a Monday night game. I mean, they they can do some things to make you know to make up for you know a, a game or two being missed if that's if that's necessary. But I just don't see them completely tearing up the entire schedule at this phase of the game. I mean, like I said, they just—they went down a dark tunnel that they should never have gone down in the first place, my man. And now you got to figure out, and I, and I don't think you can go backwards. You definitely can't stand still at this point. You just kind of, kind of keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, and and I know that they're thinking about playoff bubbles and they're trying to. And, and I I will say this: they have some creative minds in the league office, and, and if they so desire, they can do just about what they want to do because the popularity of the NFL is so great in this country at this time. So, one before we let you get out of here, want to ask you about the Astros. Astros up uh, the 2-1. They need one more game to beat the A's to go to into the ALCS. Um, what are your thoughts about what you've seen from Carlos Correa in the game? Because I'm a Carlos yeah. Correa. That's my dude now.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's everybody's dude right now. I mean, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm you know, it, it's been I, – I didn't really see this coming this season, to be completely honest with you. I, I thought this would kind of be one of those mm, kind of, you know, but no i mean they they are, they're balling i mean and and i'm really happy for dusty man i mean how how could you not be
0: Again, still, they still have such a long way to go, and they still have so many injuries. Granky is not going to pitch uh, in this series, that it doesn't look like. And so you have guys that are just stepping up, and that bullpen uh, until yesterday had gotten it done. Josh James really had a, a horrible outing. But by and large, that bullpen for the Astros has been doing work all postseason long. So we'll have to see how that goes. And, and finally, uh, the NBA Finals. What are your thoughts on those?
3: All I'm gonna say is this: This is the bubble. This is this is the bubble title, man. This is not. <laughs> this is not real basket, real playoff basketball, and this is, it hasn't been this whole playoffs. And, and this championship is not not real bad. I mean, this is just not a champion, a real championship in my mind. It's what you have. It's the best the NBA could do. But this is bubble basketball, man. This is not. I think about the challenges that that make the playoffs what they are. I mean, of you of you getting on airplanes, sometimes staying in different hotels, uh, playing on different courts. You you don't play on the same court for you know seven games. That's not challenging playoff basketball. This is practicing in a gym.
0: Yeah, Scotty Pippen too. said something similar to that.
3: Yeah, this is not this is not. I mean, so yeah, this this goes down with an asterisk, man. This is not a true championship. I mean, this this is not. I mean, the playoff basketball is so much more than just two teams and a basketball, you know. I I just feel like, you know, I I wonder, you know, where Milwaukee would be if we were in a real playoff environment right now. My guess is they'd be in this championship game.
0: What about the Clippers? The Clippers is a team I think about. The
3: Clippers Clippers might be in this game instead of the Lakers, you know, because once again, you you don't get any – there's no variation. I mean, and and it's, it's it's just not the same environment. But once again, it's better than it's better than as for fans. It's better than what we had, which was nothing. But let's not get this twisted. Let's not compare this to other great runs and other great playoff series and stuff like that. The Miami. I like Miami. I like their heart in the real environment. That they're nowhere near the finals. I'm sorry. That team is not good enough.
0: Uh, and a lot I think a lot of people will agree, uh, will agree. Uh, but let's see how uh, and, and the problem is you have the, the talking heads on the networks that are invested and they're going to try to persuade the public otherwise but i feel like you do like this this shouldn't even been called the nba title it should have been like what uh, the wmls did uh, you know the women's major league soccer league did you know what hey it is the cup you know it's the mls women's cup and that's what i think this should have been the nba cup instead of the 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 nba championship but they will they will try to sell it and i'm sure enough people will buy it especially when lebron wins his uh his championship yeah. probably tomorrow night um what are you writing about in the defender these days
3: the, the story this week our main story this week was on, on Deion sanders and the type of effect he may have on uh on, on the he could have on the swag and, and black college uh, football in general uh, and i i was able to uh to get a hold of a of Doug Williams and talk to him. I mean, as a guy who kind of made a similar trek, you know, start him in, in, in the NFL, you know, won a Super Bowl, and then going back to his alma mater to coach coach at Grambling. Got a chance to talk to him and get his perspective on just kind of how big this could be for the SWAC, I mean, and, and what Dion could do, you know, in terms of recruiting. And, uh, and so, you yeah, know, and, and then, of course, I, I talked to the people over at the SWAC office a little bit about it as well. Everybody obviously is excited, I mean, you know, because Dion, you know, he's he certainly made a splash.
0: Oh, no doubt about that. So, hey, how can folks reach out to you on social media?
3: I uh, just check me out on Twitter at Terrence Harris. Uh, I'm, I'm there, so holler at me.
0: Hey, man, we certainly appreciate it as always. Looking forward to reading what you uh, you've written.
3: All right, man. Thank you very much.
0: want to thank our guy, Terrence Harris, for joining us as always. Be sure to check him out online. Pick up a paper if you see it. The Houston Defender, he's doing his thing big time. But with that, it's time for
1: the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no
0: bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. The Lamont Award goes to the player, team, entity, someone in or around the world of sports that we deem to be the big dummy of the episode. This time out, we're going to give out two awards. This is the first time I've done this, so bear with me and we're going to do this. This goes to someone on the woeful Dallas Cowboys defense. Dallas Cowboys defense is the worst in the NFL only comparable I think to the Houston Texans in some aspects. But the Cowboys are horrible. They give up 49 points to the Cleveland Browns Sunday in a loss. I mean they have just been porous. (laughs) and There have been all sorts of issues with the Dallas Cowboys. Now we have another reason for some of the futility on that defensive side of the ball for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys safety exists. Xavier Woods, uh, he said a few things that are not only going to get him a Lamont Award, but we have an additional award. So here's here's what he says. Woods said, quote, I mean, on certain plays, some guys, me included, there may be a lack of effort, end quote, Woods said on a Wednesday conference call with the Dallas-Fort Worth media. But then he goes on to say, and this is the one that earns him the Lamont Award. He says, quote, I mean, we're in the NFL. You don't expect guys going full speed for 70 plays. That's not possible. End quote so the quotes are bad enough as it is but now you have the worst defense in the nfl and a first year head coach who's trying to put his stamp on the team this is not good and not only are you a Lamont award recipient but these quotes on this team at this time with a new head coach leads me to think of only these five words
1: you are about to lose your job you about to lose your job get this dance you about to lose your job
0: xavier woods i'm not saying they need to cut you right away and only they know they can look at it the eye in the sky don't lie they can look at the film to see if you in fact have not been putting in max effort and i tell you what If they find that to be so, you could be looking for a job. Now, these are the sorts of things that will haunt him, even though he probably didn't mean exactly that or understanding that, oh, if the players on the other side of the field, maybe you don't run over there like you a freshman in your first varsity practice or something like that. I, I get some of that, maybe. But just the quote itself, quote, I mean, we're in the NFL. You don't expect guys going full speed for 70 plays. That's not possible. Well, I would say that the people who pay for the PSLs and the people who pay for Sunday ticket and the people who come out for season tickets and the people who pay for parking and the people who buy gear, they do expect guys going full speed for 70 plays. So, yeah that and whether again that's humanly possible whatever that looks like hey we can get into nuance but the quote itself is enough for me to say you are a big dummy you big dummy Xavier Woods, man, you cannot have. I mean, you better have a game of your life one Sunday, and you better run for seventy-five plays. I don't know what you need to do, but you have to clean this up because everybody will be watching you. Every, not only in the game films, but I'm saying people will be following you throughout the. Especially if that Dallas defense starts to struggle again. Now you're playing against the New York Giants, so maybe you have a big player too in your back pocket. You need to tap into that this week so hey I hope you don't lose your job but those are the kinds of things that will make you lose your job so with that before I let go
1: before I-
0: before I let go, hey, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I want to thank our sponsor, CoBank Homes. I want to thank Terry Donald. In just a second, we'll hear uh, the entire track. Look at what God has done. And, of course, I want to thank Terrence Harris for joining us. I want to remind you guys, 832-941-6614. Give me your take on any and everything in the world of sports. And also, the wadesworthproductions.com website. And the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook. And, of course, at Wade. Wade's word on Twitter and as always remember these four things
1: number one I don't do no favors after six o'clock in the evening two I ain't got no money three I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice and four bye (laughs) this has
0: been the sports talk with Devin Wade podcast remember you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's word thank you for listening